Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having an absolutely blessed day today, and a lot of different articles going on, a lot of stuff we're going to cover today, and I will briefly touch on basis. I had a good customer and listener ask us that basically bring up the topic, and I'm bringing it up very briefly because I talk about this all the time, but I'm bringing it up again why it's so important to vote with your dollars when it comes to companies and what they believe, primarily a lot of those being Disney World and Starbucks. For some odd reason, a lot of churches are so pro-Disney and pro-Starbucks, even though both of those companies are diametrically opposed to pretty much any and all Christian beliefs. Starbucks has very clearly stated that they not only support Planned Parenthood, they also basically match all of their employees' donations to Planned Parenthood. So if you have an employee that donates $100 to Planned Parenthood, Starbucks matches that. They've also come out repeatedly, and the CEO said, if you're a Second Amendment supporter and you want to carry a firearm, we want you to go somewhere else. We do not want your business. Disney World has been basically in numerous cases where they have gone in and given grants to companies like Planned Parenthood directly to them from the Walt Disney World Foundation. And so what you have to understand is when you start dealing with these companies and you start realizing what they're about from a Christian standpoint and from a value and belief standpoint, you can't sit there and pretend that you're going to support these companies, promote these companies, attend these companies, give these companies money, and then turn around and say, well, it's okay because that's just what you know a lot of people like to do. I mean, if that's the case, then what are we being called as Christians from any level? I'm, I'm being honest with you on that. If we're not going to sit back and we're, we're, we're just going to stand there and go, well, it doesn't really matter what a company supports. It doesn't matter what my money goes to when I give them cash. I'm just going to keep supporting them because I like to drink my overpriced, crappy Starbucks coffee that's $8 and 1,500 calories. It has a single <laughs> pagan symbol on the side of it with the goddess on the side of it, all their symbolism that they have all the time. I mean, give me a break. I mean, really? And you're going to put that in your church? I mean, what, what, what do you what do you think that? Am I am I too far right on this, or do you think that's something that a lot of Christians <laughs> need to start addressing? Well, I had to stop laughing, Austin, because I've said this for years. <laughs> it's so stupid. I've said it for years. You walk into a church and there's a doggone demonic god on a Starbucks logo on top of the count, you know, on top of the wall, you know, with a big Starbucks emblem, Starbucks emblem, and they tell you that if you're a Christian and you're pro-gun and anti-gay, that don't come to their stores. They don't want you there, but the church is promoted. It's nauseating to me, and you're absolutely right. And, and, and the sad part is this. You know, these pastors that have lace on their panties. Oh, oops, did I say that? Yeah, they're wearing lace on their panties. And why are they wearing panties to start with? Because they're not real men. And then the reality is this. The church has been so infiltrated now with these girly men in the pulpit and these girly men in the deacon boards and the doggone elder boards and these girly men who don't want to offend anybody because probably most of them are masons trying to destroy the church internally that they don't want to say anything. They don't want to say anything. And then you got the same thing going. you got the same thing. I'm not, I'm not just picking on churches here. You got all these people with all these different jobs and all these different companies. Even these local employers are doing the same thing. They don't want to be offensive to anybody. They don't want to. I mean, you know, here's the thing. When you, when you come out of this thing, out of this gate, and you see what's going on, and you start to realize that these government health agencies and the pharmaceutical companies are producing COVID-19, quote, vaccines, which they're not, and that they're guilty of crimes in, against humanity, including mass murder, you know, you, 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 you've got to say something. 
And but they, nobody wants to talk about it anymore. And you're like nobody wants to talk about the Starbucks logo and what it means. I mean, the Ted Nelson Brower Show. We've been criticized now, you know, on mainstream media and alt news and everything else. Because we use strong language, and we tell them these guys are a bunch of idiots, and we're told we are saying they were saying that we're being using sensationalism. Okay, we're not. The truth and the facts are so obvious that the sensationalism is not even needed. I mean, think about it for what they're doing in Australia now. They're taking away driver's licenses because you know you don't get vaccinated. They say well, you can't drive anymore. Forget going out to the grocery store. If you drive now, you'll be arrested for not having a license. I mean. You just have to have the courage to tell the truth. And that's the key here, isn't it? Is having the courage to tell the truth in alt media. How many alt media shows do you hear talk about the stuff that we talk about? Who talk, and you know, here's the thing, and I'm gonna say this, I'm, I'm, cause I'm, I'm getting kinda aggravated right now. I don't wanna say anything, I don't use any ugly words. But here's the thing. When you see what's going on, but you say, I'm not going to talk about it cause it's not politically correct. Or I may lose some of my audience. And I may not be as popular as I was, or my advertiser may drop off, or I may not get the clickbait I need. I'm not going to say any of this, so I'm not going to mention that third temple. I'm not going to mention that this concert last week when everybody seemed to want to die there, it's just moving on, whatever it is, into the next dimension and see you on the other side was a satanic sacrifice or maybe that everybody there had to have a vaccine passport oh yeah and maybe everybody there was injected with graphene oxide oh yeah and graphene oxide is a 5g multiplier i'm not going to talk about maybe they turned up a 5g transmitter just to see what would happen as a beta test why would i say that oh they would never do that well i want you to look at healthmasters.com news site and you'll see a whole link on how graphene oxide can be used as a multiplier effect for frequencies you want to check that one out but why in the world do we get fussed at for doing this? Because we're talking about the third temple, and maybe you're not going to get yourself raptured. Oh, wow. Maybe it's going to be a mid-trib or post-trib rapture. Maybe it's not going to happen at all. I've read I've read articles on both sides of that argument. Maybe it was pushed by the Schofield Reference Bible. Why won't anybody talk about this? Why won't anybody talk about Samuel Untermeyer but this show, who is the guy who pushed to get the Federal Reserve Bank of the United States by blackmailing Woodrow Wilson, hardcore Zionist that he was. He pushed the Schofield Reference Bible to the Oxford Press. He's the one who did that, and he's the one who declared war on Germany in 1933 on WABC. Well, that's, that's just conspiracy theory. No, it's not. You don't think we have a Federal Reserve System? You don't think Brandis got put on the Supreme Court to get us into World War One? You don't think that the Balfour Declaration was correct? You don't realize that the League of Nations turned into the Council on Foreign Relations? Do your research and see how it works all the way through. I got into a sharp disagreement with an internationally known pastor who I no longer associate with when he asked me to promote his second book. When halfway through the second book, he stopped talking about the Rothschild banking cartel and what they were involved in. In his own book, he said, which I don't believe, which he didn't write, by the way. He didn't write it. A really good researcher wrote it that I know personally. He suddenly decided to drop the whole thing with Zionism, drop the whole thing with the Rothschilds, and only talk about the Rockefeller complex. In the middle, beginning of the book, it said, <laughs> and the writer was right, that the Rockefeller-Rothschild enterprises were so interwoven by 1920 that you couldn't decide on who was where, that everybody was basically linked together. And that's what they always do. They use interlocking corporate directorships. And they're bloodline families. Now they use State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock to interlock, to interlock all of these corporations all over the world. 
And then you have the pastors coming in and saying, oh, we're not going to say anything about Starbucks. It's not politically correct. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, listen to me, pastor. You need to take some testosterone injections, okay? <laughs> you need to do something. If you don't realize that having a Starbucks unbelievably expensive $1,500 coffee garbage with artificial colors and flavors in it in your little, in your foyer isn't okay. What is wrong with you? And, you know, it, it just think through it. So that's why I started laughing when Austin was talking about the beginning of the show because it's the truth. <laughs> It is Austin. It's ludicrous. Go ahead. Let me let me interject this because I've gotten emails from people, and they what I'm referring to, and you need to look this up. Okay, the original Starbucks logo in 1971 had a more outer shot of the mermaid. The newer photos that they have now with her three lines of hair on each side that make a three and a three on both sides of her chest, and it's zoomed in, but you still see her mermaid tails flipped up on each side. I'm just going to address this. I wasn't going to bring this up on the show because obviously some people can't do their own research. Look up 1971 and the Starbucks photo, the original Starbucks logo they had on there for years. It's a photo of a mermaid, topless, with her legs spread, basically her, her, her tail spread, tempting people to come towards her. That's what it is. Now, when you flip it upside down, you can see that the photo is much clearer, and it's essentially a horned baphomet with a mermaid in his mouth up to about her neck, and he's eating her. That's what the photo is. You can look at it online from 1971. Now, what they did was they zoomed in on it. They cut out the nudity, and you can only see her two mermaid fins, the very tops of them in the current Starbucks logo now. But you still see that her hair lockets make a three on each side in three different lines, and it's a zoomed-in photo, so it's not as risque, and people are more apt to go to her because it doesn't have basically nudity on the photo anymore. So, yes, that is the basis of Starbucks. That is the symbolism behind it. It is extremely satanic. It is extremely dark. If you don't believe it, please go do your own research on it and the reference to the pentagram and Baphomet and the horned goat that's on their logo from the original one that has not changed, by the way. They just simply zoomed in on it and made a few modifications to that logo since we're addressing that today, Dan. You know, I'm looking at it right now, and you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the old Starbucks logo from 1971. I'm going to post this online. I'm going to post it on the Health Masters website just in case you think that we won't do this. We're going to do it right now, and it says 1971 Starbucks logo picture. So you guys can look at it and verify everything Austin just said. And, and, you know, here's the other thing I want to say, too. And I, I said this to Sharon yesterday, and I really want to talk about this for a second. How do we know, because of these sickos and what they do, how do we know that they're not doing a giant human purge as a blood sacrifice to Lucifer right now, and they're allowing all of these people that are getting vaccinated to be the sacrificial victims? I don't know. Is this a Darwinian thing they're doing? Are they doing it because people have taken these kill shots and they really don't know what they've done? And now they're going to have to pay the cost of these kill shots by losing their own life. Yesterday, I spoke to a good friend of mine. Her name is Susan. I've known her for, oh, my gosh, over 30 years. And it's a, she's a wonderful lady. She's in her 70s now. And I asked her, I said, how are you and your husband doing? I hadn't spoken to her in a bit. And she goes, well, my husband had a massive stroke. And I said, a massive stroke? She goes, yeah, it happened about a month after the shot. I'm like, okay. And and I said, 
you not realize that these shots cause massive strokes? Well, it was deep inside of his brain. I said, yeah, that's what they do. Get deep inside the brain and cause strokes. And she goes, well, I'm not sure what to do because, you know, I, you know, we were told we needed to take the shot. And I'm like, uh, yeah, well, let me send you some more literature. I've already sent you some before. But think about it, guys. Strokes, strokes, all these people coming down with strokes. Are these vaccines going to be used to basically increase the IQ of the population? <laughs> Okay, I've gone there now, so now I'm going to say it. What the heck are you thinking by taking a shot that hasn't been proven, that hasn't been tested? And now they're telling everybody, got a big picture on Drudge, front page, and it says, oh, look, the United States is open. They've got a guy sitting there without a mask on or some girls who are scantily clad, and they're all wearing red, white, and blue. Welcome home. Welcome back to the United States of America. You can travel again because we're going to give you a carrot. Here we go. If you take the kill shot. The stick wasn't working enough to get everybody vaccinated. We're going to punish you if you don't get vaccinated. Okay, have at it, bud. We're here waiting for you. <laughs> do, think you do what you think you need to do. Well, okay, that didn't work. We're going to let you travel now. We're going to give you a carrot. It's like hanging the carrot in front of a mule. You know, they used to figure out with mules and donkeys and other animals of beasts of burden that were being used to tow little carts that sometimes the mule just sit out. That's why you get the term stubborn as a mule. And they figured out that if you beat the mule, sometimes he would just lay down and die. You'd beat him to death, but he wouldn't move. So that's horrible. So they said, well, maybe the stick isn't working. Maybe we need to use a carrot. And so then what they would do, they would offer him a carrot. And then sometimes hang a carrot on a stick out in front of his nose. So he'd have to try to go grab the carrot because he couldn't quite reach it unless he was pulling the cart. And so he'd be motivated by the carrot. Well, that's where that term, the carrot and the stick, came from. Guys, listen to me. If the stick's not working to force you to take a kill shot, they're going to give you a, how should I say, carrot to now force you to try to take the kill shot. You can go to Germany again and see the beautiful castles. Uh, been there, done that. Okay. You can go to China now and you can visit the Great Wall of China. Done, been there, done that too. That's way overrated. Uh, and on and on and on and on and on. The sad part about it is I was at the beach just the other day with Sharon and some guy had just gotten back from Africa on safari in Kenya. And he had gone over on safari because he had taken because he was able to take the kill shot. He wasn't going to take the shot until he wanted to go on vacation. Is the United States? Let me ask you a question: Is the United States really that bad? <laughs> Did you really have nothing to do in the United States that you've got to go travel internationally and take a kill shot? Is that what you have to do now? I mean, think through this for a second and what they're doing. I mean, look at Biden now. Biden, Biden is threatening everybody that if they take if they don't take the kill shot, that he's going to come in. Now, this is from Breitbart. Joe Biden administration warns of planned inspections at 136,532 fine to enforce a coronavirus vaccine mandate. He's sitting there with God. That guy makes me want to puke. You know, they always take these unbelievably stupid people and they put them in front of us. They give us a gay canyon with a guy for a wife, according to Joan Rivers. Blah! And now they say he's the ultimate statesman and everybody loves him. No, they don't. They can't stand the gay canyon. Biden. Oh, my gosh. The senile one. You know, you know what they proved by this? When they put George W. in the office, and he's unbelievably stupid, they proved they could get anybody to do anything if they gave him enough stuff and promoted them enough. You see that in Hollywood. You see this unbelievably ugly actor or actress, and they showed them to you and showed them to you and showed them to you. And finally, you say, oh, they're a good-looking person. Well, no, they're not. They were ugly to start with. They're still ugly. You think, you know, <laughs> look at Mick Jagger. Oh, my God. It doesn't get any uglier than Mick Jagger. 
But the problem we get here is this. We end up in a situation where we start accepting what they tell us because of the frequency, the energy, the, the amount of times they tell you over and over and over again to accept this. You know, people are so stupid. So is it a Darwinian plot? Is it a mass sacrificial plot to get rid of the dumb people with low IQs in the United States that have allowed themselves to be injected with a kill shot? Well, maybe. But then I know some people that have really high IQs who believe the lies about the research, and they also took the shot. So what is it? What kind of mass sacrifice is it? Is it another Dresden on the grand scale, even bigger than what happened to Dresden, to come in and just decimate the population as much as they possibly can? And now Biden's threatening to charge everybody? I've got a friend of mine. He's got a business over in Orlando. He's got like 700 employees. And I asked him, I said, what are you going to do about this this nightmare vaccine mandate? He goes, I don't care. He goes, they all get tested every week. He said, they take a picture of the test and give it to me every week, and we'll keep it in their file. Whether it's a new test or an old test, I don't care. I'll just keep it in a file. He said, I'm not going to play this game with Biden. His chances are it's going to be fought in the courts, and we're not going to have to do it anyhow, so I'm not going to worry about it. What he said. I thought to myself, well, that's interesting. Guys, listen to me. So does that mean we have to do illegitimate testing in order to maintain our jobs or maintain our corporations? Because Biden said he wants to go down to every corporation, regardless of size, if you got one person working for you, he wants you to get tested and prove it every week. I mean, what the heck? Does that mean if the employer is the owner of the company and it's a single operation by one person working who has their own business, that they have to prove a test to themselves every week? Does that mean you've got to take a picture of a test to prove that you don't get fired from your own company? Who owns the company? I mean, gosh, I got a friend of mine. Uh, his name is Gene. He has a big donut trailer, makes the world's greatest donuts. And, and he basically, what's he going to do? He's got a couple of employees. He could probably run the trailer by himself if he wanted to. Is Gene going to have to take a shot or is Gene going to have to show a picture of a negative COVID test and prove to himself, <laughs> to prove to himself that he doesn't have COVID every week so the government will be satisfied? Where does this insanity go? And the sad part about all of this stuff, you got Biden sitting there with a big frown on his face saying on Thursday, there will be planned inspections and heavy fines to ensure businesses comply with the new coronavirus mandate, except for the January the 4th deadline. What happened to the deadline in December, uh, dimwit? Uh, that's right. Well, they didn't want to do it over Christmas because they didn't want to fire everybody. And remember, in the federal sector now, there's been a whole bunch of people that are unemployed now that lost their jobs last month, probably because they got fired because of the mandate. A senior Biden official spoke to the reporters about their planned enforcement measures. Prior to leveling an occupational safety and public health requirement for businesses with over 100 employees to get them vaccinated for the coronavirus or test the unvaccinated employees weekly and require them to wear the masks. Okay. We'll also be having some programs or planned inspections where we do go to the workplaces. We're going to say we're the Gestapo. We're going to bang on your door. Our peasants, you must come out. In order to maintain the workplaces in the compliance of the rule, the official said. Are you kidding me? You know, here's what I got to say to you guys. Really? You're going to go door to door to millions of businesses around the country and do an inspection on their one or two employees. Who's got yeah. the manpower to do that? Unbelievable. Also, what do you think? <laughs> well, no, that, that's, this, this is all about fear and loathing. It's like that sick film that Johnny Depp did, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. This is all about fear and loathing in America. It's all about trying to forcibly subject, subject everybody into being so scared of their government that they are willing to do anything, including take an asinine test that doesn't even prove crap. They've already shown this with the PCR test. They've already shown this with numerous COVID tests. And imagine that. 
Bill Gates comes in and buys one of the biggest COVID testing companies a couple months ago, and now all of a sudden we're going to start mandating everybody has to take a test if they don't want to take the shot. This is all about fear and compliance, exactly what Ted just said. How in HE double sticks is OSHA going to handle hundreds of thousands of companies all across the country on a weekly basis to verify their testing and vaccination status. They don't have the manpower. If they put all the federal agents together, they couldn't have that much juice to go across the country every single week. Can't be done. But yet they tell everybody, you comply or we fine you. Not this. Go kick rocks. How about this? This is the United States of America. How about this? Nobody has a right to tell you what medical equipment, medical treatment, medical device you have to be subjected to. This entire premise was built on a lie telling everybody that there were asymptomatic spreaders. You're an asymptomatic spreader. Everybody's a threat. No matter where you go, you go outside, you're on the sidewalk, you're in your driveway, you're at the store. Everybody could be an asymptomatic spreader. You don't know because this is the most deadly virus man's ever seen. But you, you've got to get tested even though you have it because you have no symptoms. Really? The entire concept was illogical, unscientific, and asinine from the very beginning. And they even came out and said it. We actually have seen no significant cases of asymptomatic spreaders transmitting any type of virus at all. There's been no science to back that whatsoever. Zero. It was all based on a lie from bobblehead Fauci on the mainstream media. There's been no scientific research to show people are running around completely infected with COVID, infesting everybody and transmitting it to everybody, and they have zero symptoms whatsoever. I can tell you right now. If you get COVID, you actually really get COVID, you'll know you got COVID. I promise you that. And this whole concept, well, you, you know, you could have a, a less viral load and you could still be transmitting it. Okay, the same concept said for the basic flu. The same concept said for the common cold. I mean, if, if that's what we're saying right now, well, you could have a small amount of the virus in your system and you're not having any symptoms and you could spread it. That can be said for anything. So, but now we're saying that because of this, we're going to have to comply and submit to full-blown, tyrannical overthrow of the United States Republic? No. I say no. Here's how you know the whole thing has been staged from the very beginning, and now we're seeing it with the kids. Follow me for a second. No, October 29th. The FDA, who's completely compromised and owned by Pfizer, comes out and approves 5- to 11-year-olds can get the injection. That is on a Friday afternoon, October 29th. By November 1st, California has already said that all children will have to be injected with it. By November 4th, just five days after the mandate, or basically after FDA approved it, they started injecting the first children in Orange County. By November 6th, Sesame Street did a giant vaccine special drive with Big Bird Elmo and Dr. Gupta targeting five-year-old children with direct propaganda, talking about how children need to be injected immediately so they can protect their grandma and their family, and it's totally safe. That was on Sesame Street on Saturday. This week, they're already rolling it out to schools all over the country. Now, you have to ask yourself the million-dollar question. If they just approved it on the 29th of October... How in the heck did they have the vaccines already transferred to every state and every school system all across the country within five days? That is impossible.
impossible from a logistics standpoint, considering the fact of how volatile this compound is. It's got to be kept at 90, negative 90 degrees. Oh, that's right. They came out and said now the children's dose doesn't have to be kept at 90 degrees because they figured out how to control it and stabilize it better. Wait, wait, wait a minute. They said that the vaccine was just a, a lower dose of the adult vaccine. Oh, that's right. The children's vaccine also has an anti-inflammatory drug added into it to produce for, to prevent myocarditis. Oh, that's right. This isn't the same shot that they're telling everybody they've been getting. It's a completely new formula directly pushed towards children that was already produced, distributed, and lined up in freezers ready to go as soon as the FDA basically did their mouthpiece work and said that it was approved. Pfizer already knew it was going to be approved. There's no way they distributed the shots that fast. There's no way that Big Bird and Elmo had a Sesame Street footage five days later, and they shot it that quick and edited it that quick, and on national television. This entire thing was staged. They're coming after the kids. They knew they were coming after the kids. They're trying to give everybody the slow rollout as best they can. And it's like Dad said, every time you turn around, there's another date, there's another date, there's another date. They're constantly doing this to subject you to more fear porn, okay? Follow me again. We have to be ejected by October 1st. you got to be ejected by October Okay, okay, we'll get, we'll, 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 we'll get it. Some people go, no, I'm not going to get it. Then all of a sudden they go, well, it doesn't matter. Now November 1st, you've got to be injected. Oh, gosh, okay, well, what do I do now? i got to get it by November 1st. No, well, December 1st is when you got to get it now. But January 4th, we're going to fine you if you don't do it in your business. The Surgeon General, like Dad just said, the Surgeon General just came out. Dr. Vikram Murthy, unbelievable piece of crap he is, came out and said, nothing is off the table with whether the Biden administration will expand the work vaccine mandate to all businesses across the country. He said the focus right now is implementing the current rule of OSHA. And he said the validity of this requirement will be upheld and it's common sense. Are you kidding me right now? It's common sense? It's common sense to tell people they have to have a medical injection done to them against their will. And then you have to start asking yourself the next question. Why in the world are we seeing huge, huge upticks of myocarditis? Up seven, eight, nine times what we've ever seen in this country. Why, if you go on Google Trends and you look up the term myocarditis symptoms or pericarditis symptoms – for the last 15 years on Google Analytics, it's been like one to two searches a day for myocarditis symptoms. All of a sudden, after the injection was rolled out to adults, by May 23rd, there was over 100 myocarditis symptom searches every single day. And it's been up and down and uptrending ever since they rolled that out. Why is it now that the world's top static freediver... Florian Doggery, currently the world's best static freediver in the world, has now been diagnosed with myocarditis after his second dose of the Pfizer injection. He's a French freediver known for holding his breath for 10 minutes and 30 seconds. Currently the top holder in the world, the freediver noticed that his heart rate was much higher than normal and his breath hold capacities went down significantly after he took the first vaccine. Ten days after taking that vaccine, he went to the cardiologist. The cardiologist told him it was a common side effect of the Pfizer injection. It'll pass. It's totally normal. Yeah, it's, it's totally normal that your VO2 max goes down and your endurance goes down. That's totally normal because, you know, it's science. Get out of here. Forty days passed and still no progress after he took the second injection. He went to another cardiologist that was diagnosed with myocarditis. 
he went on to say, after the second dose, I noticed my heart rate was way higher than normal, and my breath hold capacities went down significantly. During sleep, I'm at 65 to 70 beats per minute instead of 37 to 40. During the day, I'm now always over 100 beats per minute instead of 60, even when I sit down and relax. Once, I reached 177 beats per minute while having dinner with my friends. Ten days after the second jab, I went to the cardiologist, and he told me it's a common effect not to worry. I have had no progress. I went to the cardiologist. It was diagnosed with myocarditis. I have inflammation of the heart muscles caused by the immune system, and I have tiny leaks of blood from the valves that are no longer closing properly. I now struggle to even reach eight minutes of breath, and I can barely hit 40 meters without needing to come back and surface. I've had over a 30% decrease in my entire diving performance my first thought and recommendation is to any free dive around the world. If you choose to get a vaccine, do not get the RNA shots. If you really choose to get one, get the old-fashioned way like Sputnik or Sinovac instead of these new RNA shots. Now, he's referring to, and this is ironic enough, Russia, by the way, decided they weren't doing RNA gene therapy on their citizens. They were going to do DNA-based, denatured, dead viruses from the SARS-CoV-2 and do it like a normal vaccine that's been used for a 100 years. They've had very few side effects, very few, if any, cases for what I'm seeing from myocarditis in Russia. Why is it the only countries that are having enormous amounts of side effects and people dying and being hospitalized are Australia, Europe, United States, and Canada, and some of South America, all of which all of which have in common, they have been rolling Pfizer and Moderna out as fast as they possibly can. Does anybody else see a question with that? Does anybody else even remotely think that's not normal? I know I do. I know I don't think it's normal at all. And now we have them going after the kids. I told you last week, Mayor DeBlasio is now bribing kids with a $100 debit card to get injected. You now had a conference down here at the Florida Summit on COVID. And you had Dr. Robert Malone, who's the inventor of RNA technology, who is greatly grieved now he built this stuff. And he said the risk, the real risk for healthy kids is about zero. It does appear to be lower than the flu. He said that's thousands of kids that basically could have excess deaths because of this injection. He told audience of 800 doctors, nurses, and advocates at the Florida Summit on COVID down here. He said it's thousands of kids too many. In addition to other pressing COVID issues, the summit addressed three central questions about childhood vaccination. Do young children need vaccination against COVID? Are they safe and are unvaccinated children a threat to adults? Those are very legitimate questions. On each, they found the government's near universal vaccination policy was wanton and unsupported. He said children don't get severely ill from COVID in almost all cases, Paul Alexander said, a clinical epidemiologist and formal senior advisor. He said we've been fed a ton of misleading information. Sweden has not had a single death of a child from COVID, yet they kept the schools open and they have not pushed any mandates. The U.S. Center for Disease Control counts 576 U.S. children under 18 succumbed to COVID from January 1st, 2020 to November 3rd, 2021. That's over two years. And 60,811 children died in that age bracket in that period, just in general, from anything, from car accidents, from drowning, so forth. So 576 kids died from COVID out of 60,000 in a two-year period, and no deaths reported among those without comorbidities, meaning every single child in that group either had leukemia, obesity, or some serious other comorbidity that was in that 576 group. So they're going to say the risk to children include 
serious inflammation of the heart, including myocarditis, which is reported up to six times the expected rate. A CDC study reported 14 vaccine-related deaths and 849 serious adverse reactions in 12 to 17-year-olds just in the last four months. He goes, there will be children lost to this vax far more than ever happened to COVID, Dr. Peter McCullen said, widely published cardiologist and leading voice on a rational pandemic response. So it was a very interesting meeting. And this is where we're starting to see here now in DeSantis our awesome governor that we'd have down here, he basically let loose on a press conference this week. He came out and said that the state plans to fully fight the requirements down here from OSHA and the federal government. This is just a tip of the iceberg. He said a year and a half ago, we started 15 days to slow the spread. Now it's gone to get your jab or lose your job, DeSantis said. That's completely unacceptable. Individuals should make an informed choice about their health care. They should never be coerced into getting any medical experiment, arguing that no employee should have to choose between getting a shot and keeping their job. The government suggested that if a broad mandate are allowed to stand, those who have become fully vaccinated will soon be required to get additional injections to keep their livelihood. He said, this is just the tip of the iceberg, folks. It's going to get more restrictive if we don't fight this. There are going to be more power brought to bear going forward if we don't stand up now and fight back. That's interesting. Dad brought up earlier. He said how they're giving us another carrot on a stick. Last week, my mother-in-law, who's a missionary down to Ecuador, she stayed with us for a couple weeks. She was up here and uh, was helping us out with the kids, and she flew back down to Ecuador. Now, before she flew back down, she had to fly from Orlando, from Orlando to Miami, get a connecting flight from Miami to Quito, Ecuador. Now, it's interesting about this. We had everything lined up for her flight. They told her she did not have a vaccine, that she had to get a negative COVID test from a local doctor. She went to a local doctor, got a local COVID test, $60, tested negative, had it with her, had to be done within 48 hours. All these little things they keep requiring, by the way, if you haven't picked up on that. So she gets to the airport at 4 a.m. Her flight leaves at 6.30. She gets to go to check in. They said, oh, we're sorry. We no longer accept this vaccine test anymore, or excuse me, this COVID test anymore. You're going to have to wait until our testing center opens up in the airport, and you're going to have to get a test here because we only allow one specific type of test, which I found out now. The banker globalist boys are the ones that own this. And she goes, are you kidding me? This is the one you told me I had to get. Oh, now we basically changed our minds. We no longer accept this test now up to the such and such date. You have to get a test here. She goes, well, how much is a test here? Oh, it's $170 for the test. She goes, $170 for a simple nose swab test that tells me I'm COVID positive or negative within a few minutes? She goes, this is usury. It's no $170. She goes, yeah, that's what it is. She goes, okay, well, let me get the test. She goes, oh, sorry, our testing center doesn't open up till 730. My mother-in-law goes, my flight leaves at 630. I have a connecting flight in Miami to go to Ecuador. What are you talking about? Oh, sorry, that's not our problem. She goes, I have to fly out. She goes, no, you are not allowed to fly out unless you have a COVID test that we approve of. This just happened, by the way, guys, last week in Orlando. She goes, okay. I guess I'll do that. She goes, we can get you another connecting flight at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. So we'll get you down to Miami at 6 p.m. And we can get you down into Ecuador around like 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. She goes, it's 4 in the morning now. By the time I get home, I'm going to be up for 24, 25, 26 hours because of this. She goes, I tested negative from a doctor. I have no symptoms. I'm not sick. Sorry. You need to step aside. You need to wait until the clinic opens up and you can get your COVID test. 
She goes, I I need to leave now. She goes, we're going to we're gonna call security on you if you don't now wait, and you're going to be escorted off the premises. You, you will not be allowed to fly. Not joking. This just happened. So she had to go over there, wait until 730, pay $170. They literally stuck a Q-tip about a half inch into her nose, she said. Literally stuck it up there. Half inch in her nose, boop, put it in a vial, came back four minutes later. Oh, you tested negative. You can fly now. And she, by this time, she's, she's steaming. Now she's sitting in the airport all day long. Then she goes to security. Ah, due to new requirements, you're too early for your flight. You're not allowed to go through security yet. You're going to have to sit here and basically wait in a holding area until we'll let you through. So she finally gets through security, finally gets to the airport as far as to the terminal, finally flies out, doesn't get back home until like 5 o'clock the next morning, is completely exhausted. This is what they're doing on purpose. The COVID tests are BS. The $170 is usury. These tests don't cost but a couple dollars to manufacture and implement. They're doing this intentionally, like Dad just said, is the carrot. Oh, well, if you get your passport, you're a good little peasant, and you get your shot, well, you don't have to worry about all this. That's that's for peasants. Peasants have to show us a negative test. You just show us your vaccine passport, and you get right through. Even though the shot doesn't stop you from catching it and doesn't stop you from spreading it, it's all one giant lie to continue to push the line in the sand further and further and further. Just like I said, before 2001, you could walk right into the airport. You walked through metal detectors. You had security that basically made sure you didn't have any metal items like a firearm on your person, and you walked right to your terminal and you flew out freely unmolested on your way like you're supposed to be able to do in this country. Then 9-11 happened, and then the TSA scanners came out, and then the head of Homeland Security basically owned the company that sold DHS the TSA scanners that were bodily scanners and got all kinds of issues with that. Then they they said, oh, these scanners aren't good enough. Scrap all of them, the multi-billion dollar contract. We're going to issue new scanners now. Then you go in, you got to get molested if you don't want to go through the x-ray scanners, which I've always opted to do. I don't go through the x-ray scanners simply because I'm going to be that giant person in the crowd that pitches a fit and makes everybody know that I'm not going to walk through an x-ray scanner. I would rather be groped down than walk through an x-ray scanner and subject my body to that. Just being honest with you. And I'm going to be the one that everybody looks at and goes, wow, why is he doing that? Why is he pushing back like that? Because here's the thing. If every single person in line for security started opting out and they had to start groping thousands of people a day and every single person opted out, the airlines would cease to fly because everybody would miss their flights. And all of a sudden they would go, all right, maybe we need to revamp some of our security measures because we're getting thousands of back charges every single day because we basically had everybody miss their flight. We can't fly. But of course, nobody does that. Nobody wants to push back, and that's where it all started. And now it's to the point you can't even get on a flight without paying for a $170 COVID negative test that's completely and totally erroneous, doesn't work, doesn't subject yourself as far as to any aspect of testing. It's simply there to show you you're submitting to what they tell you to do, and they're going to make it more and more difficult every single month, every single year, the longer we comply. This is exactly why Ron DeSantis just said, we have to fight now. This is the tip of the iceberg. If you think 
that this is going to get better, if you think this isn't going to escalate, if you think because you're fully vaxxed you're okay, you're completely wrong. The next one will be the booster and the fourth booster and the fifth booster, and pretty soon everybody's going to be so sick Nobody's going to know what to do anymore, and that's exactly what we're seeing right now with a 600% increase in myocarditis symptom searches in Google with people all across the country now that are being hospitalized and basically losing careers, losing jobs because they're so sick they can't function anymore. This doesn't stop until everybody starts starts saying this stops now. We say when it stops, and it's about time everybody starts saying that it stops then. Well, that's what we have to do, isn't it? That's what we try to do on the show every day. And, you know, and, and I'm going to say something to you guys, and I, and I mean this very sincerely, and I'm not trying to be ugly here. You know, a lot of people want to criticize us for stuff we say, whether they agree or don't agree or whatever, and they're trying to micromanage us constantly as far as what we're supposed to do on the show. And my response is this, start your own show. And I'm not being facetious. I'm not. If you were really that understanding of what's happening and you're that well equipped to do your own talk show you know it's not that expensive to begin a show it really isn't you can start doing something you know and on and post it i just did post it up on on one of the sites that don't censor you and start doing it every single day and tell the world how you feel the world works and build an audience i'm, I'm being serious the serious now you know but in the but in the meantime if you don't like what we're doing or you don't like what we're saying just leave us alone do your own thing. And, and I'm not, I'm not, and I don't have thin skin. I really don't. I mean, I, I, we put up, we put up a lot of stuff. But guys, listen to me. You know, if you're going to tell the truth, you're going to tell the truth and you're going to get some people that are naysayers and you're going to get people that are shills. I'm being very blunt now. People that are basically being paid by the CIA as Operation, you know, Mockingbird to come in and slam you when you say real things. Now, some people like David Icke, you know, I like a lot of the stuff that David Icke writes. Do I think that he's right on everything? Absolutely not. I don't. And I don't approve of everything that he says, especially his anti-Christianity stance. I can't stand that. It's primarily one of the primary reasons I don't really promote him. But he wrote a book back, oh, I guess it was last year, year before last. It was called The Trigger. And it's a thick book. It's about a thousand pages long. And it talks about how 9-11 was the trigger. And this is why I'm bringing this up right now. And it's a good read. Now, if you don't like parts of it, don't talk about it. Don't don't read it as far as if it's anti-Christian or whatever. I, haven't, I have not waded through the entire book. I've read most of it because a lot of his books are redundant from prior books. That's why they're a thousand pages long. But he says that 9-11 was the trigger because Austin's exactly right. I remember back in 99, you know, 20, 25 years ago, and if you go back further, that you could walk through with your family to the actual gate they could watch your plane taxi off, and if they could still see it, depending on where the runway was, they could watch you take off, and they could stand there and watch you, and they could walk back out of the airport. 9-11 was the trigger, hence that's why the book is called The Trigger. And it's what started all of this stuff. It started the draconian lockdowns. It, it, got, it just gave the NSA unprecedented power. It brought us the Patriot Act. It brought us all of this stuff that they're continuing to build on and build on and build on to take away the rights of the American citizen. You know, a lot of countries, they don't have a constitution like we have in the United States. They don't have rights. They don't have freedom of speech. You say certain things in certain countries like Germany, you get arrested for using certain words. You can't use Third Reich. You can't use Führer. You can't use any of these words. Those words are forbidden. And if you start using certain words that basically they have deemed unworthy to be spoken, 
They'll come and speak to you. And if you keep doing it, they'll come take you away and talk to you a little bit stronger. See, we have our First Amendment, our freedom of speech rights for a reason, because people were criticizing King George back in 1776. And King George got ticked, started locking people up, arresting people and killing people for freedom of speech because he didn't want us to have it because we were peasants and we weren't, quote, sovereign citizens and we weren't royalty. So they want to take us back to that where we can't do anything or say anything without having the government fear that we're going to come in and we're going to force you to mandate. I want to see them hire millions and millions and millions of people, you know, with the federal government who have been vaccinated to come check to make sure everybody else is vaccinated because out of the millions and millions and millions of people they hire, a whole bunch of them are going to die come this next flu season. They're not going to have the staffing to do it anyhow. Now they're saying that there's still 100 million people that have fallen off the unemployment rolls in the United States, a hundred million. Think about that of people in the United States, about a third of the population unemployed or no longer seeking jobs. Well, when you tell people they can't be evicted, we mentioned this the other day, or you give them free money from the government, they seem to find other ways to support themselves. And it's not that expensive. If you don't have a car payment and you don't have a house payment, it just doesn't cost that much to live except for food. I mean, really, honestly, it doesn't cost that much. And so people are now beginning to realize that if they, can't be evicted, they really don't have to work that much. And other things, too, Governor Newsom has kind of fallen off the scene. We don't know what happened to him. And, you know, and Robert Kennedy Jr., and I'm, I'm going to stop again. A lot of people are slamming Robert Kennedy Jr. and saying, oh, he's inside, he's deep state, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to hear it, okay? 90% of the stuff that he says I agree with. Do I agree with everybody all of the time? No. In fact, sometimes we'll even change our stance on certain things from a year, two, three, four years ago on this show because we get additional information in. Robert Kennedy Jr. is talking about the kill shots. He's talking about all of this stuff. Well, he's deep state. Don't you know that? I don't know if he's deep state or not. I don't know if anybody's deep state or not, but that's what they're trying to do, isn't it? Divide everybody by causing doubt in everybody's mind about everyone. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. But Governor Newsom, according to Kennedy, has been injured by the Moderna booster shot. And this is what the Defender, Kennedy's website, has been told. The source close to the California, Gavin Newsom-Zay, said that that the governor experienced an adverse reaction to the Moderna COVID shot. Good for him. (laughs) October 27th, the last day he was seen in public. A close source to Governor Newsom today said the Defender, the governor experienced an adverse reaction and saying that he has been diagnosed now with Guillain-Barre syndrome. Whoa. Okay. Guillain-Barre syndrome is a neurological disorder in which the body's immune system mistakenly attacks part of the peripheral nervous system, the network of war nerves located outside of the brain and spinal cord, and can range from a very mild case with brief weakness to paralysis, leaving the person unable to breathe independently. The government has not been seen in public since he was photographed October the 27th getting his booster. So I guess he didn't warrant high enough on the scale to be able to go, oh, by the way, we're not going to give him you know, a placebo. We're going to give him the real shot. And when we do all that, we'll see what happens to him. Guys, you think about how much logistics it takes to have different shots that work, different shots that don't work, different boosters that are real, different boosters that are not real. And all of these things are happening all over the country all at once. It takes an incredible amount of organizational skills and basically, how should I say, planning to make this happen. Remember when they told us two years ago now, and I reported on it on this show, and we were one of the only shows that talked about it, that it, that Israel had already developed almost two years ago, February, January, February, two years ago, they announced it, 
the, the kill shot. It was already developed. Now, how in the world could they have developed something that basically is going to be used all over the world as an RNA shot before this thing even became reality? They can't develop it in a month or two or three months. They can't do it. It's impossible. So this was already developed and in pre-planning. Why? Because Mossad was deeply involved with it along with the CIA, along with MI6. All of this stuff is being orchestrated at the highest levels by the same group of Kabbalist Luciferians that rule the world. And we talk about this all of the time. Now they're seeing that what they're saying as far as getting everybody injected, that they're not going to be able to do that anymore. And so now they're saying that truckers, <laughs> that truckers no longer have to take the shots. I mean, you think about it for a second. Now they're telling us that we're not going to have to take a shot if we're a truck driver. Well, how about we all just become truck drivers? I mean, we can do that, I guess. But the reality is, is that why are they doing that? Because they realize that the goods and services being brought from ports and around the country have to be basically transported by truck. And if we don't have the truckers working, then what ends up happening is this slow motion destruction of the United States that they've embarked on won't be slow motion. It's going to be a mess, and it's going to be a big collapse of the supply chain almost immediately if the truckers say no. And the same thing's happening with the airline industry, isn't it? They're having to back off and say, oh, we're not going to make the pilots get the shots now. Well, duh. You don't want somebody flying a plane, having a clot in the brain, and having a stroke and dying with 300 passengers behind them. That goes bad for the PR of the American Airlines or United Airlines or Delta. All these airlines are going to find out, too, that there are certain people that they're not going to have to inject. How about the Postal Service guys? Remember, postal employees don't have to get the kill shot. <laughs> so they're just picking segments of the society who they say don't have to do this. Well, there's a reason they don't have to do it because they don't want to lose all these people working for them and having these people also end up dying. And so the supply chain can't be maintained. Well, by the way, there's an article here from the expose and it says the latest UK HSA report shows the COVID-19 vaccines. Listen to this. Have an average real world effectiveness of a negative 33 percent i mean unbelievable that means they don't work at all and they don't stop anything they don't stop preventing it it's just a joke it's all about changing rna to change dna to make you manufacture spike proteins which creates a bioweapon inside of you which attacks your own body that's what it boils down to that's why they have a negative effectiveness of negative 73 percent i mean it's unbelievable that we've been actually sold this bill of goods and the people in the in the united states both high iq and low iq people and just medium, regular IQ people have signed up and taken all of these, how should I say, blood clot shots. Why don't we call them what they are? They're clotting shots to make you clot and make you have strokes and heart disease and myocarditis and pericarditis. Austin talked earlier about how the myocarditis incidence in the Google searches were almost zero. And now all of a sudden it's everywhere calling up and looking at this. It's unbelievable, literally, that they've allowed the American population to become this dumbed down that they've allowed themselves not to be able to think through this and not have any ability of concrete, rational thought because of all the fluoride they've been poisoned with, that they're taking these injections willingly. Incredible. Wow. Guys, I had the opportunity to pray for you this morning. I really, really enjoyed it. I love you guys. I really do. You guys are absolutely amazing to me. God bless you guys. I pray that the Lord blesses you and that he keeps you, that he allows his face to shine upon you and he's gracious unto you. And he grants you grace, mercy, peace, love, prosperity, and resolve. And I ask you now to put on the armor of God and to stand above all else. Stand. I love you. Also, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. Also, too, in other news, I was watching some of the updates on the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse um, trial. And what's interesting about this is the defense got 
uh, Grosskrauts, the state's own witness, to admit Kyle Rittenhouse basically did not even draw his weapon or shoot the one guy in the arm until a pistol was pulled on him. Ironically enough, we already saw that in the video that originally surfaced, but now this is coming out as the key star witness, and you can only see a photo of the uh, prosecuting attorney literally face palms, puts his hand on his face, and he's like, oh, my gosh. So this this whole trial has been nothing more than a giant obfuscation to try to demonize somebody for essentially defending businesses and himself. And what's interesting, I've seen all these articles all these hardcore leftists, you know, paired in the exact same thing. And it's funny, the leftists are asking why, what legitimate business Kyle Rittenhouse had in Kenosha. And what's ironic about it is that he was actually invited there by the group that was trying to protect the gas station and a couple other businesses. But shouldn't everybody be posing the exact same question? What legitimate business did the looters, the rioters, and the arsonists have in that city as well? Why were they there trying to blow up a gas station? Why were they there trying to loot businesses? What legitimate business were they driving in there for to start burning down buildings? Remember, there were reports of people coming in there with vans, with out-of-state tags, filling up gas gas cans. This happened repeatedly. Numerous reports of this all over different cities when this was going on last year. Paid antagonist arsonists driving in from out-of-state with out-of-state tags and offloading four, five, six, seven people and then handing out all their gear. You saw, you saw photos of it. Antifa guys handing out shields and masks and clubs out of vans and ice cream trucks where they look like ice cream trucks. Remember the one truck they found? Out-of-state tags, big box van, had big old firework, incendiary fireworks in it, umbrellas, shields, rocks. Remember when there were all the photos that started surfacing of the cities that started going down in flames? There'd be random pallet of bricks sitting on the sidewalk, random brick pavers with no construction being done, with no roads torn up. With nothing being done whatsoever as far as, you know, signs or road construction or any of that. When's the last time you saw cities dump off thousands of dollars of material for a job that they weren't even starting on? It didn't even have signs up for. It didn't even have equipment out for. And weren't even tearing stuff up. The answer is they don't. You're not going to go drop off two or three thousand dollars worth of pavers on a sidewalk in the middle of a city. They just leave it there because at some point in time, you may put pavers down in an area that has concrete sidewalks. The whole thing was staged from the very beginning to do exactly what they did, and the problem was Rittenhouse threw a wrench in the narrative because everybody went, oh, no, you can't defend yourself. You can't defend your property. You can't shoot somebody that's pointing a gun at you and chasing you and hitting you with a skateboard. That's not okay. That's why they're doing this to him, the same thing they did to the couple in Chicago. They were on their own property when over 200 individuals descended into their gated neighborhood and kicked in their gate. And were basically screaming and yelling threats, and they walked outside with their firearms. Granted, her firearm handling skills were poor at best, but they didn't pull the trigger. They were brandishing a firearm in basically a way that should have been held a little bit better. But at the end of the day, you get 100, 200 people show up in your front yard basically, start screaming and yelling, they're going to attack you. Remember, tactics and basically – military tactics, you don't let somebody get inside your perimeter. If they're on your sidewalk, if they're in your yard, you're already losing. They've already breached your perimeter. Always remember that. 
the door is not the last ditch effort. The door should be like the final effort, everything you support and block and protect. You don't let somebody get in your front yard and basically start threatening you. That's the end of it when you have a riot group like that. So know your rights, know your laws, make sure you're ready to defend yourself at all times because you can see how this is escalating. Thank you again, my friends, for the support. Be sure to check out the product of the week if you need anything at all. The last day that it's on sale, the Cortisol Buster on the website for 10% off. Product of the week and vote for what you want to see win tomorrow as well. Looks like the uh, magnesium and the attention factor. Oh, attention factor. That's a good one. I like that one. Those are uh, both uh, neck and neck right now, a couple votes apart. So be sure to check it out on the website at healthmasters.com. And stay stocked up on anything you need. Give us a call if you got any questions. And we're always here to try to help you out the best we possibly can with the highest quality supplements. So thank you again for the continued support and getting this information out there and just constantly spreading the truth. Because the resistance is the only thing that's going to stop this. And I've said that repeatedly for the last two years. The civil disobedience is the only thing that's going to make a difference right now. And making sure you get people together in groups, in unison, in squads that are going to stand up. Because it's very easy to pick one person off at a time. Much harder to pick off 20, 30, 40 people at a time in a business or a company. Thank you again, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. <laughs>